it is your job to protect and provide for these children. Parents are a child's first introduction to all types of authority. The Lord has charged parents to train up a child in the way he should go and help to shape appropriate behaviors and attitudes toward other people and their understanding of God and his plan of salvation. Hello, family. This is Michael Thomas with Parenting with Mike. Today, I have a good one for you. Today, we have Mr. Mental Health himself. That's what we call him because that's who he is. We've got a gentleman that's 10 years in the game. Mr. Mental Health, how are you doing this afternoon? I am doing absolutely wonderful. It's great to be here with you at Parenting with Mike. Man, look, I've been trying to get you on here for a minute. So I'm glad that I finally got to pull you away. I know those uh, billable hours keep you busy. So this young man has done intake for our Baker Acts at the mental health hospitals. This young man has been a probation officer, juvenile and adults. This young man has worked case management, ESE facilitators, IEP plans. So we got somebody who's going to give you the business and some information. So right now he has... His degree is from HBCU. This young man is a member of the Divine Nine. Those who knows what it is, you know what it is. He has a total of eight nieces and nephews that he oversees and keeps out of trouble. So he has a wealth of knowledge for us today. So Mr. Mental Health, without any further ado, you got the mic. I'm gonna start off with my, when I first got out of college, I was an intake specialist at a mental health hospital. And then I went into being a case manager. Okay. And one of the things that I remember vividly about case management was the phone calls about an assessment for mostly little boys. I think now, um, before, I think it was probably the age of assessment was four years old. I think now, I think that now they moved it up to two. And it seemed like I worked with a lot of mothers who, who was dying for an assessment. Can you get my child in for an assessment? He's doing this, that, and the third. He can't stop moving. Can we get him in for an assessment? Well, unbeknownst to me, I'm thinking, okay, you know, I'm fresh out of the game. I'm fresh out of college. I'm thinking, oh my God, these parents are really having issues with their kids, you know? Oh my God. Little Darnell can't stop. He can't sit down. Not thinking that at four years old, little Darnell don't really have the control to really say seated for hours. Mm-hmm. It was always, hey, can we get an assessment? So I referred them for an assessment. And then two weeks later, I would read through it. And I'm like, wait a minute. So, you know, after the first one, I'm like, okay, maybe he might need this. Then after about the third one, I'm like, okay, stuff might just really be bad. By the fourth one, I was like, wait a minute. It's something, it's something going on here that, that ain't quite right, you know? Okay. So I went back to a supervisor of mine, and I'm like, you know, in the last two weeks, I've done all these assessments. I'm helping these parents of these young black boys, these young black and brown boys, and it seems like everybody wants their child to get an assessment. That's when my supervisor turned to me and said, really, the assessments lead up to a diagnosis. A diagnosis? That was like, yeah, 
pretty much you're helping them get their child diagnosed so their child can go and they can get a check. I look back on that now, and so I'm looking like a couple of the parents, you know, I knew from living in a community almost 15, 20 years ago. And now that I look at their kids and I look at their, like where their kids are now, most of their kids are now in a penal system. You know, that's what they want. They wanted to check. Oh, man, I'm going to tell you mental health. I heard people make that statement, but I've never had anybody explain with any, you know, level of knowledge or understanding. I've heard about it, but you're probably the first person I heard, you know, kind of go through it. Now, I will say that if you have a mental health diagnosis, you hear people say IEP, 504, ESE, this, that. Does the word stop not mean stop if you have a diagnosis? Man, IEPs don't mean anything when you're interacting with the police. When the police tell you to stop, you say, oh, I got an IEP. Am I using the right one if I say anger? Probably here, look here, say, oh, I've got anger issues. Anger will fall under a behavior, will be followed under the behavior plan that does fall in the midst of the IEP. Okay, so I'm angry. I got an IEP. Does that mean that the police going to put their taser away and put their gun down? I mean, that does not mean that that the police are going to put their assault weapon away. I mean, not their assault weapon, but put their service weapon away. Well, no, no, no. It no, no, means... no. They're, giving the boys, they're giving the boys assault weapons now. Don't get it twisted. I know that ain't what you oh. meant to say, but no, they, these boys are militarized. This ain't the show yeah, for that, but the boys are militarized. Well, that doesn't mean that they're going to put it away. First of all, we got to think about it. Half of them probably won't even know what an IEP or a 504 plan is. No, I take that. And anybody who had a problem with him saying that, where I'm from, there's been a big push about how people are called because their loved one is having a, a mental health issue or in mental distress. And they get to running around and boys mow them down. This one got shot. That one got shot. You got people having mental breaks. Google it, you know. But yeah. what he said is true. When you call the police, somebody going to jail. You know, and when people talk um, about the police being in the schools, they're not really, they're not counselors, right? Like, they're not trained mental health. They don't go through, I mean, hopefully now they do after being sued, depending on what state you're in or where you are. But the legitimate police academy, man, get on the ground mean get on the ground. Get on the ground. It means, it means get down. Um, you know, I grew up in the old school. I grew up in the old school. And back then, when they told you to get on the ground, you got on the ground, even back then. Um, we, didn't, we didn't really have those type of issues because really, when we were growing up, everybody knew who was. You knew who the, who the good kids were. You knew who the sneaky kids were. You knew who the kids were that, who were just a little off. That's right. So it wasn't really need for the whole get on the ground, pulling out of guns, pulling out of tasers. You know, you know, we we knew we had one kid, you know, I remember my senior year. We had one kid who who had a mental breakdown in the middle of class. And they didn't have to go get the mental health counselor. They just had to go get the wrestling coach. And the wrestling coach was like, hey, come with me. You know the drill. Come on. Now, kid have a mental health breakdown in class. You got to go get the, the school therapist. You got to go get the cops. You got to go get at least two administrators, a teacher. You got to go get somebody to call the mom. You got to go get somebody to call the dad. But back in our days, it just took a simple 
come with me. And it goes back to saying how we are rearing our kids at home. Oppositional defiance disorder. Oh, that ODD. That ODD. That ODD starts at home. Are we requiring little Johnny to sit down? Now, I ain't gonna lie, y'all. Are I, we were, I ain't gonna lie. That ODD is made up. I said it. It's, it's so made up. It's, it's made, so up. made up. So I'm gonna say it again. ODD is made up. Sit your because behind it, down means sit your down. behind down. Growing up, we didn't have them problems. We did not. And let me tell you something. And it's tall. And they, and guess what? Once they hear it, and once somebody explains to them what they have, mm-hmm. it's once it's explained that, oh, you have ODD, that means that when somebody in authority tells you that you can't do something, you don't like it. I've been there where children have been explained, where it's been explained to the children what they have. When somebody is in authority and they tell you, no, little Johnny, you can't go to the bathroom right now. You're not able to process that right now is not the great, not the best time for you to go to the bathroom. So when little Johnny can't get his way at this particular time, little Johnny likes to destroy classrooms. Mm. And so if little Johnny's hearing that all the time, and little Johnny's mom is reinforcing, well, little Johnny has ODD. Oh. Little Johnny can't. Little Johnny can't control the fact that right now during this lesson that Little Johnny might need to pass the state test, he cannot go to the bathroom, even though Little Johnny needs to know how to be able to say. He needs to know how to count to five, and five minutes means just five minutes. Lord. And so now, after Little Johnny hears that I can't control this. Because I have ODD, oppositional defiance disorder. Now, LaJohnny's saying, well, mama said I got it. The doctor said I got it. These people at the school know I got it. So if I got it, let me test this. Let me test these waters. That's right. You feel what I'm going, Mike? Hey, man, because what is it? The, uh, what's the plan when they get upset? I'm talking about the break. The break. But what, what form was that uh, on? Was that on the I, IEP or 504? Where, where do they put that? that? They put put it on an IEP. So like, so like, for those who don't know, so I'm sitting in class. I asked the teacher, I don't know, can I put my book away? And the teacher say no. I get up and flip my desk over because I'm angry, and because my 504, my plans say that I get to walk out of class and roam the school until I calm down. That's what they let me do. Are they take me to? a certain teacher's class or a certain administrator's class office where I'm going to get my chips, might get a Capri Sun. Lord, man, I had a kid cuss out the art teacher and the ESC, uh, I guess she was the assistant, came and got the girl and told the girl, you know, you're better than this. You should control yourself. You're not going to be able to do this at your place of employment when you get grown. Do you know the E the ESC coordinator reprimanded her for saying that to the kid? Yeah. Like like all she said was you can't act like this when you get older on your job they're not going to accept this type of behavior. She yeah. got mm. she got in trouble for that. Sure did. 
And then me and the assistant had a conversation for her to feel like what you said was inappropriate. This is me talking to the assistant. That means that the ESC coordinator's opinion of that girl and her ability is zero in the dirt. She has no faith that this little girl is able to do anything. But then you call yourself an advocate for the kids, but then you don't have no expectations. Like I'm like I'm 45. I'll say that straight up. I am 45 years old. And I feel like the way that I was raised has been crumpled up and thrown in the trash can. Trashed. Trashed. You know what I'm finding out, Mike? Huh? A lot of these parents hate the way they were raised. So they have animosity, huh? They have animosity for the way they were raised. I was talking to a parent who said, man, I, I, I hate the way I was raised. We weren't allowed to do this. We weren't allowed to do this. We weren't allowed to go here. We weren't allowed to do this. We weren't allowed to do this. We were made to be like this. And my response to him was just simply, man, you're an engineer. Do you not think because of the way you raised, your parents raised you, you were not able to have a discipline in your life, able to attain the degrees that you have Preach. to become all, well, to amount to the success that you are now. Yeah, okay. You done bumped and your so head. Mike, a lot of people hate it and so they've seen around oh i don't make my kids do that my kids ain't got to do that and so my response to a lot of those parents is i hope you're ready to fund your child's life for the rest of their lives you haven't set a standard for your child therefore your child don't have enough discipline in them to attain anything that you have so then it's the parents fault Parent telling me, man, my daddy made me play football. My daddy made me. I ain't want to play football, but my daddy made me play. But because of your daddy making you play, because your daddy didn't let you quit when you said this was too hard, you were able to go to an HBCU on a football scholarship. No, you did not go to the NFL, but because of you going and playing football, you were able to study criminal justice. And then when you were able to go back and get that second degree in political science. That's right. Three years later, you were able to go to law school. Hmm. And guess what you are now? You're an attorney. But because you hated and you don't want your son, I ain't going to make my son do that. I ain't going to make him do this. He can do whatever he want to do. When people tell me that, I don't make my kid, my kid get to choose, then let him be a crackhead. Let him be a prostitute. Mm -hmm. Well, Ms. Tom, you being ridiculous. Whoa, killer. You said I don't make my kids do anything they don't want to do. I ask my child what they want to do and I let them pick. Well, if you're going to let them pick what they need you for, the reason they call a child is because children don't know nothing. The reason you call an adult is because you're supposed to give guidance and structure. But if you're not going to give guidance and structure, then what you there for? You know, good job. You know, do you? You know, I don't make my kids. And y'all sound stupid. You better make your kids you read. That. You better make your kids sit they behind down. You better make their kids do all of that. Or not. That's your choice. I've always been big on accountability. I've always been big on it. I'm going to hold you accountable. And I still work with teenagers and young men, young ladies. And I tell them, man, y'all got to learn to listen. Y'all got to be wise about what you do. But see, nobody's teaching them. Nobody's holding them accountable. Nobody's making them. I was thinking about this other day. 
when they get into the courthouse and that bailiff say, all rise, you stand your behind up. You're going to stand your behind you up. You stand your behind up in front of him. So why you couldn't stand up for the kindergarten or the fifth grade or the eighth grade or the PE teacher or the assistant principal? Oh, you going to stand your behind up in that courthouse or they going to drag you up out of there. You already got a jumpsuit on and you already got handcuffs around your feet. Or if you just in there for a regular traffic ticket, when that bailiff come in that courtroom and buddy say, all rise, everybody get up. I know they're probably saying, well, what does that have to do with, with a child sitting down? That means that my parents had enough authority in them to have us sit down and sit still. And it wasn't for four to five minutes. Sometimes it would be for two hours. Guess what they built in us? A discipline to sit down and listen. That's right. And even in today's society, these parents don't know that. They don't know that little Johnny can't be up and moving all the time. It's going to be spaces and places that little Johnny just need to be able to sit down and just be quiet. That's another thing. If little Keisha been up jumping around and, and can't stop moving, how's little Keisha going to be able to observe anything? Well, now I'll circle back around. If the mama trying to make money off of it, don't matter. So It don't matter. So it don't matter. Basically, they selling their kids out for a dollar. I'd agree. And some of these, some of these labels that they stick on their kids, man, they don't understand, man. It live with them for life. Dude, you can't get into the military. I have, I got a recruiter. And what they're trying to do with some of these gun laws, they talk about when they say mental health uh, as being a part of these background checks. Oh, no, nah, bro. You letting these people put these uh, labels on them? You're about to restrict their Second Amendment rights as adults protecting their yeah. families. You think them diagnoses go away? Your kid could get a chance to go to West Point or the military as an officer, Coast Guard. They're going to tell them no. They're going to say, no, sir, not able to do it. These diagnoses stick with you. Well, stick with I know a young man, a young man who mom put a diagnosis on him at four years old. Hmm. And guess what happened? At 14 years old, the light bulb went off and he got around other successful older men and he started noticing, I don't want to live that life that my uncle them live and I don't see my uncle them able to go get a Mercedes or a BMW. I don't see that in my, I don't see that in my everyday life. So this young man started working and working and, and doing his best in school. This man came up from being the lowest in his class to being the highest in his class. And guess what? This man decided he wanted to go to the military. He came up with a foolproof plan. I'm going to go to the military. While I'm in the military, I'm going to go to college. And they're going to pay for it. That's right. But guess what? When it was time for this man to fill out them papers and take them tests for the Air Force, they didn't let him. All because he had a label. Do you know it took this man another two years to get all those labels he had to go through so much testing he had to go through so many evaluations just to get those labels off him so he would be able to go to the military i'm talking about he graduated high school at 18 he wasn't able to go to the military until 21 trying to take tests to get these labels off them before you put a label on your child i want you to think about their future yeah, $757 or $760 a month might help you make the ends meet now. But guess what happens when your son turns 18 
a 19 and he wants more than his life than $750. Hmm. He got to jump through hoops to try to get this stuff off his life that you put on it because you didn't see another way to make a dollar. Mm. Yeah, okay. Nah, you better you better find some discipline for your kids. Sports, swimming, church. Sit they behind up and let them learn the Easter speech. They can sit they behinds down, but the expectations are low. Mike, we could go on all night with expectations standards mike come on man we grew up in that time i'm talking about you gonna learn that paragraph of the easter speech hey look now them cats now, like pray constantly <laughs> go to church on easter sunday looking for easter speech and all you're getting is jesus rolled the rock away and now we have easter day what yeah. in the devil what in the what in the give hamburger hey. <laughs> the cats clapping hey, nah, hey they be like, give it up for tyrone robinson tyrone to be graduating from high school this year what in the <laughs> hey, no, you no, talking no. about a, oh God. No, dog, we done had some, hey baby. My lady boy, I she was old when I was young and she old now. I took my kids to her. Easter speeches, half, two paragraphs long. I'm talking about whole verses. Standing up in front of the church, whole verses. You out there, ain't no phone. You ain't got no paper. You got your grandma. You ain't got no paper. Congregation Mike. staring at Mike. you. You represent your whole family up there. Mike, Mike. I'm talking about you, the microphone, no podium. You ain't got no speech. You ain't got no mm -mm. paper in front of you. You ain't leaning up on nothing. I'm talking about all your cousins in church on Easter Sunday. What you talking about? They, Mike, they... you better spit that speech out, right? <laughs> man, go on, man. Hey, you end us on a speech, man. What you remember? What you, what what you I, got? What, I remember, head, man, what you got, baby? What you got? <laughs> what about an Easter speech? Man. On Easter day, he rolled the stone away. The earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. And there that dwell therein. For he is for he founded upon the flood and established it upon the seas. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? He that have a clean hands, he that not lifted his soul unto vanity. He shall receive the righteousness of his salvation. This is the generation that seek him, that seek his face, O Jacob. Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up the everlasting doors. For the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord God strong and mighty. The Lord God mighty do battle. Lift up your head, O ye gates. And be ye lifted up, ye everlasting lords. For the King of Glory shall come in. Who is this King of Glory? The Lord God, the Lord of hosts. He is the King of Glory. Look That's here, you get that thing popping. Look here, y'all. You want man? That was off the dome. Hey, people, that wasn't no off the dome. Years later, that was off the top of the head, sir. That was a beautiful. Um, I just had a whole, a whole Easter Day flashback <laughs> with my grandma sitting on the front row with her good white on. Come on. And the whole family sitting behind him. And that uncle that was half drunk, he sobered up just enough to come. And Sister Johnson sitting over in the corner talking about, say your speech. If you didn't do that speech right, you're going to have it with grandma. And then when you came back to choir rehearsal, you're going to have to have it with Sister Johnson. And Sister Johnson wasn't going to play. But guess what that comes from? Having parents who took care. Well, look. And made them behind enough discipline to say, guess what? You're going to learn this. Expectations. Mr. Mental Health, I appreciate you, man. That speech was amazing. I'm going to have to post that on my, my Instagram story. But, man, I appreciate your time, sir. I do appreciate your time, man. I hope the people learned a lot, and I sure they will if they pay attention. Man, thank you. Thank you for being on with me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. I think this is one of the greatest podcasts I've ever been a part of. I'll definitely have you back on, man. I'll post this when we get some feedback, man, and you'll be the first on the list, man. I appreciate you, man. Thank you again. All right, man, you have a great evening.